As an engineering leader, you know firsthand that achieving work-life balance can be hard. Many business owners struggle with the balance between their personal lives and their work. This leads to stress and a feeling of regret. But that's not the case for the listeners of the Engineer Your Success podcast with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. Tune in. Let's engineer your success today. Welcome to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. This podcast provides tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. It is my pleasure to have you join me for today's show. I hope that you got a chance to listen to last week's show. Last week, we did an interview with Jerome Myers. It was our first interview-based episode. And Jerome and I walked through a question that he had been struggling with. And that question was, is he a real estate guy who is a coach or is he a coach who happens to own and operate real estate? It was a fascinating discussion as I helped Jerome unpack and walk through that. If you did not get a chance to do so, I would encourage you to check out that particular episode. Today's episode is going to be another special type episode. I was invited to give a talk at a real estate meetup. It was financial freedom through apartment investing. And they asked me to come and speak on a success mindset, really trying to prepare themselves and their members to be able to move forward and achieve their goals. So this is going to be a different episode. I'm there and I'm talking through my thoughts on a success mindset. I also am talking a little bit more about my personal history and my background and some struggles that we had with my youngest son, with his birth, him coming prematurely. So it's a lot of interesting information that I normally don't talk about uh, on this podcast. So it does get a little bit more personal, a little bit more about me than I normally would do, but it's great information. It's good stuff. I hope that you will enjoy it. Uh, I want to remind you that we have the reworkshop is scheduled for February the 18th, getting back to your goals. If you've already given up on the goals that you set for 2022, and here it is, we're just in February, then this workshop is for you. We're going to refocus your goals, right? Then you're going to also reset your intention, which will allow you to reclaim your life. If you want more information about the workshop, please click the link that's in the show notes. You absolutely want to be there. All right. Have a good one. Enjoy the episode. A little bit more about me that's not on the resume. I have a wonderful wife, two kids, two boys. They're 13 and 14. And I have built a life around having the freedom and flexibility to spend time with my family. This is absolutely, for me, work-life balance is crucial and is key. And as we talk about the mindset of success, I I will go into a little bit more about my story. So one of the things that I wanted to do was to say, you know, my approach to these types of talks. So during the past two years, I feel like that we have all kind of had death by Zoom uh, and experienced death by presentation. And so we've attended virtual meetings and the speaker puts up slides 
And a couple of things happens. The slides have a lot of great information. However, the speaker simply just reads what's on the slides and, you know, just just reading that information. And you're like, uh, well, if you put the slides there, why are you reading it to me? Or the speaker has great pictures, smiling family, multifamily this, and, you know, money coming out of here. You're able to do that. But you walk away saying, what can I actually implement in my life? What can I actually take away from this talk? that can really help me achieve my goals, that can help me grow my multifamily portfolio, that can help me become a better person, right? And so I got tired of that. So I developed the concept that, that I call the unwebinar. So there are no slides, no sales pitch, not here selling a program, anything like that, just added value. Uh, I do have an annual goal setting workbook that is complimentary. I'm gonna drop a link to that at the end of the talk. And the reason I'm going to do that at the end of the talk is because I want your undivided attention. If you hear something that resonates with you, you're going to write it down anyway. And if you don't like what I'm saying or it doesn't resonate with you, then I'm going to save you the trouble of going in and putting in your email to go grab the uh, annual workbook because you're going to be like, I don't want to hear what this guy has to say anyway, so I'm not going to do that. So if you're interested, if value has been added to you, I'm going to drop the link. You can go get it. But here's my promise to you. Over the next 10 to 15 minutes, I'm going to talk, right? And if you apply what we're going to cover today, you will absolutely improve your life. This conversation will confirm some things that you already know, and it may cause you to put into action things that you'll learn and things that you've been on the fence and not taking action on. A mindset is a belief that orients the way that we handle situations, right? It's the way we sort out what's going on, you know, what we should do, how are we going to respond to things? Our mindset tends to help us spot opportunities. It helps to point out dangers, but it's basically the lens through which we see the world. And so mindsets are formed by our beliefs, but it's not just any beliefs, you know, again, these are the beliefs that we have deeply seated on the inside. These are the beliefs that really orient our tendencies and our reactions. They serve a number of cognitive functions, but they really help us to, again, frame situations. They direct our attention to the most important cues. The mindset that you have helps to filter out the junk and those things that you really want to focus on. So, you ever had the experience where you mention something like a blue car or you go and get a blue car and then you're driving down the highway, all of a sudden you see a lot of blue cars. That is because your mind is now focused on looking for that. It's trying to confirm the bias that you already have. And so when our mindsets become habitual, then they define who we are. And if we don't learn how to leverage the power of a mindset, then they really define who we become. So our mindsets really form the way that we view the world. What types of mindsets have you heard of before? Pop them in the chat box. Let's see what we got. So those are the top three, fixed growth, abundance. There's also a positive mindset. There's negative mindset. There's also one that I came across called the benefit mindset, where you're really looking to be more altruistic. And yes, Mark, you're right. The scarcity mindset, you know, thinking that there's not going to be enough and that resources are very scarce. 
And depending on the lens with which you're looking at the world, it determines how you respond and how you are going to react. So let's take a little bit of time and define success. So in general, success is the accomplishment of an aim or a purpose, right? It's the In some circles, it's the attainment of wealth, fame, social status. It's when a person achieves a thing that they're, that they desire, right? You set it out, you say you want it, you've achieved it. That's generally how we define success. So if we take mindset and we take success and kind of put those things together, when we think about a success mindset, it's a, a mindset of success that brings our direct attention to those things that are most likely to help us achieve success, to those things that are most likely to help us achieve success. And here's the reality. There is no one size fits all definition of success. Your definition of success will evolve just like you have evolved and matured as a person. Your definition of success, if you were a a single family uh, you know, investor will change when you begin to think about multifamily investing. Uh, your definition of success evolves as you evolves. You know, when I was in my 20s, my definition of success, you know, get a, you know, graduate from school, get a good job, you know, work on some of my other endeavors. And that was about it. Then I got married. Then I had kids. And the definition and how I viewed success really changed dramatically based on where I was in life, where I was in life. So, you know, Arthur Ashe is quoted as saying, and I know you've heard this quote before, that success is a journey and not a destination. And the doing is often more important than the outcome. And you will hear this thought throughout our talk and our time today. The doing is almost, well, to me, it's more important than the actual outcome. Because it is through the process of becoming, when you're being, when you're doing, that you are transformed into the person that you want to be. It's through that process that you gain the strength that you need for what's next. You know, we think that if we take the path that is going to take the least amount of work, it's going to be, quote unquote, the most efficient. It's going to require the least amount of effort. I'm all for efficiency. I'm all for doing things that we can do simply. But sometimes you got to push through the hard things and pushing through those hard things. And if this is you, if you are in a situation where you're trying to push through something hard, whether it is your personal life, whether it is in your business life, understand that being able to push through that hard thing really prepares you for the future and what's next for you. That's where you build up your strength. That's where you build your stamina by going through those hard things. We think that the hard things are bad for us. Oh, I'm a good person and nothing hard is ever going to happen to me. And I'm giving money and I'm doing all of the right things. Listen, tough things happen to people all the time, all the time. At Banowitz Marketing, we succeed when you succeed. Build a thriving family business with great marketing that actually works. How? Start with comprehensive marketing direction and a clear action plan. Then get attentive expert help and choose whether that help comes as done for you services or as done with you guidance. Visit us at thrivingfamilybusiness.com to get started today. So for me, 
you know, I said, we have two boys. My oldest son, who's 14, he was born five weeks early, but was healthy. My younger son was born at 26 weeks in a day. He was one pound, 15 ounces when he was born. He was in the NICU from September when he was born until the following January when we were able to bring him home. Now, at that time, uh, I was working in Washington, D.C., was making commutes back and forth, had a lot of different things that were going on in my life. When that happened, how do you think I define success? Was my mindset make as much money as possible? Was my mindset to, you know, go kill it at work? to get promotions? No. Success for me was defined by being there for my wife, for my older son, and being in the NICU with my younger son, where I could literally, my wedding ring, my wedding ring, this right here could fit around his thigh. So tough things happen to all of us. So what helped us get through? What really helped us get through? One, I would say absolutely our faith, number one. But number two, it was getting to the point where we were willing to let go. We were willing to say, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And we're going to have to kind of make our way through life. And by God's grace, he's fine. Several surgeries, all kinds of things have happened. But he's he's a 13-year-old boy living a 13-year-old boy's life and having a great time. But I say that you can have the most optimistic outlook, but- Tough things are going to happen in life. What happens when you're faced with those tough things determines how you come out on the other side. So what does success look like for you? What does it look like? What does success look like at this stage in your life? And I'm not asking you, you don't have to put this in the chat box, but you just just think about this. You know, if you have some notes, just start thinking about what does success look like for you? And more importantly is why is success in that area important to you? So I talked a little bit about, you know, my kids and my wife, you know, I grew up in Philadelphia. My dad worked, uh, he owned a small auto body repair shop, but he also uh, worked welding uh, parts on 18 wheeler trucks. So he he was welded the panels on those 18 wheeler trucks. So straight, you know, blue collar. We were poor. I didn't know we were poor because we had uh, a good amount of money compared to everybody else who was poor when I was growing up. But that was just the environment that I grew up in. My dad worked all the time. And so what do you think I wanted from my dad? Not more money or more of anything, but I wanted his time. And I grew up thinking that the thing that snatched him away from a time perspective was the fact that he had a business, right? He had a job and he had a business. I didn't blame the job, but for some reason, mentally, I blamed the business. I don't know why I did that, but that really helped me back it was a mindset and a belief that I had that I had to get rid of that limiting belief that has allowed me to have a job, to start several businesses, to start uh, investing in multifamily properties, right? That those limiting beliefs that are part of our mindsets can keep us captive. And we have to learn how to break out of that captivity. And what's really helped me was thinking through okay, is this true? My mindset tells me this. I'm going to look at the objective evidence. Is this true? Was it true in this situation? Is it always true? If it's not true, then that means I need to change my belief. I I need to find something to hold on to that is true. So when I think about the foundations of the mindset of success, I think of this, embrace agency. So what do I mean? Nobody else can define success 
for you. Nobody. Nobody else can achieve success for you. You have to embrace your own agency. You are in control. You have to take control of your situation and understand that it is on you. You define success. You have to own how you've defined it. And you are the one that has to go out and achieve it. Another foundational principle is you have to embrace the process. So success is not the end result. Success happens along the way. It happens along the way from where you are to where you want to be. So learning to embrace the process, the process is never easy. How many, well, there may be some of you, how many people want the results of somebody that goes to the gym four or five days a week and eats healthy? How many people want those results? I do. What about you, Mark? You want those results? Yeah. Yeah. But now how many people want to actually go through the process of going to the gym four to five days a week and using self-discipline to eat the way that they know that they should eat? Not many, <laughs> not many people want to actually go through that process, but you have to own the process. So embrace the process, understand that the process is not easy. The process requires work. And the process will require you to get out of your comfort zone. And you're going to have to choose things that will help you to become who you want to be. So the process helps you to grow stronger. If you think about how diamonds are formed, it requires external pressure, intense external pressure, and external heat. But there's one thing that we don't talk about when we talk about diamonds being formed. We talk about pressure and heat and how you know the coal or the carbon under that pressure and heat turns into a diamond. What we don't talk about is the internal crystal structure of the diamond. So there has to be some internal resistance in order to stand against the pressure and the heat. If there's no internal resistance, no diamond, you just have dust. We just have dust. And so that is what makes you stronger. You know, your willpower is your ability to press into who you want to be. And that provides that internal resistance. Another foundational principle of a success mindset is being able to embrace the fact that failure is a part of the process. Failure is a part of the process. So a success mindset views failure as an experience to learn from. Now, I read somewhere that NASA selects, when it's looking for the selection of his astronauts, they reject people that have pure histories of success. And instead, they look for applicants that have had some type of failure and has shown the ability to bounce back. They're looking for people that have grit. They're looking for people that are resilient. It's our ability to use failure as a data point and not as it being fatal that really gives us the ability to achieve success, right? So we all grew up with the whole saying, if first you don't succeed, what are you supposed to do? Type it in the, in, in the chat box. If first you don't succeed, what are you supposed to do? Oh, I must have put everybody to sleep. I don't see any chat box. Uh, okay, yeah, try, try again. There it is. Try, try again. So think about that. We grew up with that rhyme. If first you don't succeed, try, try again. We understand that we keep going. It's in the process. But somewhere along the way, as we were growing up, it came to if you if you don't think you can succeed, don't try at all because you don't want to fail. And we got to get rid of that. You have to get rid of that and go back to, if first you don't succeed, try, try again. Remember that failure is not fatal. Failure is not final. It is just another data point. It's just something else that you can do. It's another thing that you're using to help you achieve your success. If you remember, if you watch a kid, 
you know, they, they're crawling, right? And then they start walking and then they're teetering and they fall and they get back up. They're teetering and they fall. They go a little faster. They go a little faster and they keep trying until they master it. That's the same way for what it is that we want to accomplish. That's the same way for what you want to accomplish. You have to keep going. And your perspective on failure really determines your ability to succeed both in business and in life. Because if your perspective is that failure is just another stop along the way, then you're not scared to take risks. You're not going to be scared to use your creativity in structuring deals. You want to use wisdom, but you'll use that creativity. You're not going to be scared or frightened that you're going to fail. We've all failed. I failed. I did a I did a workshop and I asked, you know, people in the workshop to raise their hand. Everybody, anybody that's failed, you know, raise your hand. Everybody raise their hand. So you are not alone, but just because you fail does not mean that you're a failure. And the last key principle for a success mindset is embrace yourself. So you want to, you know, the first thing I talked about was, you know, embracing agency. The fact that things are in your control, you're responsible for your success. You're you're responsible for taking those actions. You want to embrace the process. Understand that the process is part of success, not anti-success. You want to embrace failure as part of that process, understanding that failure is going to happen and you want to use failure as leverage or failure as a data point for your success. And then lastly, I want you to embrace yourself, right? Know that you are a success, period. Know that you are. You get to define success. You get to own success. You get to achieve it. But now I want you to see yourself in that success. You know what success looks like. Now I want you to see yourself being that person. I want you to see yourself living that life. I want you to see yourself enjoying the fruits of that labor. But I also want you to see yourself in the process, right? I want you to see yourself going through what you need to do to achieve the success that you want, to be the person that will achieve that success. Embrace who you are, acknowledge who you are, endeavor to change what you need to change in order to succeed and understand that change really does start from within. It starts with you. You're not trying to be someone for someone else. You are trying to be a better you for you. You are trying to improve because as you improve, as you get what you need to evolve, you're able to be a blessing to other people. You're able to pour into the lives of other people. So your mindset sets your direction, but it is your consistent action that carries you to your destination. Yeah, this is Tommy here. I appreciate the uh, all the lessons for today. I really resonated with a lot of the comments there at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think everyone has a different vision of success, and you're right. Definitely changes the, even different minutes of the day, right? As your attitude changes, I think your your vision can change. What resonated with me was, you know, as people are defining what success looks like for them, you know, it's it's not just you know, Scrooge McDuck sitting in a vault, swimming in his gold coins and, and all that, that is not winning. I like the fact that you made points to to visualize you putting in the work. Mm-hmm. I think that is incredibly important because if you don't visualize that, you know, you occasionally staying up and you having sleepless nights and just, you know, calling the brokers and analyzing the deals and, and putting in the work, you know, then you're probably not going to do it near as much as you need to be. Um, so I think that's really important to actually visualize the doing as much as the the end product there. Yep. Thanks a lot, Tommy. Uh, James, thanks again for your uh, your talk. Um, I was just curious, 
What do you, you mentioned there falling in love with the process. And I love that phrase, as opposed to kind of falling in love with the results. I'm just curious, like how you would suggest, especially when there are parts of the process that maybe aren't your favorite, you know, part of, uh, of the whole scheme. So just curious <laughs> how you, how you make those enjoyable, I guess. Well, there, there are a few things. One, it's, you know, you can have a process that has 10 steps, right? Let's say you are really good at four of those steps. There are three steps that you hate. And there are a few steps that you're just not good at. Partner with somebody that can do those other steps or delegate those other steps out to somebody. Right? It's not always about you know, the how, but it's also about the who. Who can you find to step up and fill that gap? And in the meantime, let's say you're not there yet. Okay, I'm not there yet. I'm going to identify these areas. Here are these four areas. I'm going to delegate these when I can. But right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to visualize myself in this process, right? Because here's the deal. The process is not good or bad. It is our interpretation of that process that's good or bad. It's when you're going through it that you're like, oh, I hate it. Or or it could be this. Mark, it could be this. The thought of doing it is actually worse than sitting down and doing it. So we trick ourselves and we're thinking this is going to be hard or this is going to be long. I hate doing it. Listen, block out some time on your calendar that next day and say, you know what? This next hour, I am going to do the very thing that I don't like. And if you do that enough, you will learn to kind of make it through. You might not love it, but I don't think you'll hate it. But you'll also know what you need to do to delegate it. Because the worst thing you can do is delegate something that you really don't understand at all. Because then you don't know what you're getting back. You don't know what's coming back. When you have a good understanding of it and a good understanding of what you want as that end product, then it's much easier to delegate. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, James. Um, definitely some really, really good points. My question would be, why do you think us as human beings are accepting of the fact that when a person goes to the gym, exercises, diets, you know, that's just the way life works. A, B, you know, C, D equals Z. Um, when it comes to the grind of success that we're talking about, why is it so much more of a hard thing to comprehend where you go through the grind, you know, small micro actions together will ultimately equal that success, whatever that success will be. So why is it that there's such a hard, you know, differential between the two? I would say, is it Moish? How do you pronounce your name? Uh, Moshe. Moses from the Bible. Okay. Okay. Moshe. Moses is good. Okay. Oh, Moses. You like. Okay. I know. I just want to make sure I get it right. All right, Moses. Mm-hmm. What I would say is that when we're going to the gym and we're working out and we're eating, we're able to see, hopefully, the benefits of that, right? You can feel yourself going through it. You can tell your clothes are kind of fitting a little bit differently or you're setting out specific goals that you can measure, whether it's weight, the muscle mass, So you're looking at that all the time. And every time you achieve something, you get a dopamine hit, right? You get a rush. You're feeling good. And and, and you are really training yourself that when you do this activity, it may hurt. It might be painful. But at the end, you're going to feel good. We don't treat the process of success the same way. One, because we, we we don't celebrate the small wins, we don't celebrate the small wins. If you if you want to begin to look at success differently, one daily gratitude, find something that you are grateful for every day. Number one. Number two, celebrate the wins. You know, I talk about I have a segment on the podcast sometimes that I call celebrate the wins, but learn from the losses. 
right? So you, you want to be able to do both. You don't want to just throw the losses or the things that didn't go well under the rug, but you want to learn from them. It goes back to that whole point that failure is a data point in your process of learning. But when you start to celebrate the small wins and you start to, you know, you begin to, to structure the things that you're doing for success in a way that you can measure and in a way that you can check those things off and celebrate it. And then that will, people think that you need enough of your why, your why has to be big enough for, you know, to complete the big goal, to get you to success. And that is not true. Your why has to be big enough to start. Because once you start, and once you start acknowledging your wins, once you start getting that dopamine hit and you're consistent, those small consistent actions begin to pick up and pick up and you begin to gain momentum. And that momentum helps to carry you to where you want to go. That's it for today's show. I want to thank you again for your time and hanging out with me as we talked through the mindset of success. I want to again invite you to the reworkshop on February the 18th, where we're going to come and develop a 90 day action plan specifically for you to help you achieve your goals. Have a great week and more importantly, be great this week. Many people know what to do and fewer people know how to do it. And there's a select group of people that actually follow through and do it, achieve their goals and live the life of their dreams. It is my goal and the purpose of this podcast to help you be part of that select few. Let's do it. Thank you for listening to Engineer Your Success with Dr. James Bryant. Do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life and it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.